Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yoda Speed, it's a sportive episode 200 and something or other. I think I've got the full crew. Let's do a quick roll call. John, do I have you? Good evening, Brandon. Hi, John. Stu? I'm here. Hello, Newman. And do we also have uh, Chicken Fingers 69? See? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So happy to have. Uh, can we call you Chicken? See? <laughs> so happy to have Chicken back uh, in the fold. <laughs> Okay, so glad, we I'm glad, have. A, I'm glad to have him back from the Access Vikings podcast, where he basically acts as their muse and show director and um, basically <laughs> content provider. He is there. He is all they talk about on there. It's amazing. You can. He I, is in I'm, all of their heads already. It's great. I have to admit, I'm not paying much attention. Is he just the puppet master on that show at this point? I own like. Like a slumlord, I own just overwhelming <laughs> amounts of property in their brains, <laughs> just in their psyche. Everything they say, you can almost feel the tension that they're couching it with. But what would he say if I said this? You can you can sense it. Like, wait, what? I almost praised Rick. I better not quite go as far as I wanted to because he'll eat me alive. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Andrew Andrew Kramer was okay with trading up for a kicker, so he clearly doesn't <laughs> fear you the way others he's do. So he's got he two M's in his last name, though. So. He'll learn. He'll learn. He's too new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the superf- yeah, superfluous M in Kramer. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will break him. <laughs> Until he admits there's only one M in Kramer. <laughs> You want to end up like Vensel Kramer? Do you want to end up like Vensel? He's somewhere in Maine, just in a cabin with his family. <laughs> just... Walden Pond. The only place in the country where there's no internet, and he moved. Exactly. The quiet place is based on what Vensel did after he left town, I think. Oh, boy. Ah, Okay. Well, we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna have to talk Vikings. Um, sorry about this, but I think that the only way to do this is to do our famous segment, uh, which is one of you has to act like somebody's mom. I don't think we have a name for this segment yet, um, <laughs> hmm. but we'll figure it out. 
and it will very quickly be ripped off by somebody else in uh, on the actual radio. Soon. So, <laughs> so uh, look for that. That's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but what, what we do here when we think something has gone so off the rails and so badly is we try to look for the one person who might actually be able to defend it, and it's usually the culprit's mom. Uh, so in this case, the culprit is uh, old Rick Spielman and uh, the recent draft he had last week. So we, I'm going to need one of you to be Rick Spielman's mom. John, can you do that for us today? Oh, fine. I was, I was going to ask Chicken, but I, I can sense that it's still a little, a little too raw. Oh, yeah. And right. I'd like to get through Ooh, a, yeah. at least a couple questions oh, here before it's it. just <laughs> this string of expletives. <laughs> <laughs> this is very appropriate because... I don't really know what's going on with the Vikings draft, and so I clearly am a member of the Spielman family. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I'm wondering if you can help me, uh, Mrs. Spielman, explain the first-round draft pick, I believe, and Stu, you help me out here. I believe his name is Mike Hughes. He plays a position that's not necessarily of need, and to boot, he sounds like he's potentially an awful human. (laughs) Um, all of those things are correct. Um, they, I mean, that position was sort of a need. I think, uh, we saw Mackenzie Alexander is not exactly lit up the world in the nickel back position and Trey Wayne's like the rest of the goddamn defense got lit up like a Christmas tree against Philadelphia. So I think an extra corner isn't necessarily the worst thing, but that's kind of like buying a new car while your house is on fire with the house fire being the offensive line. And uh, it's just, I I can't defend any part of this draft. I think uh, on the aforementioned access Vikings uh, program, um, our uh, friend of the show, Michael Rand pretty much expressed disbelief. And I echo that. I, I don't know what the hell they think they're doing. At all. Yeah, I heard our friend, uh, our, our dear friend, Michael Rand, on the current morning show on Monday, and he echoed similar sentiments there as well of sort of a shrug emoji, but also a little bit mystified and possibly even angry. But we do have Mrs. Spielman here today. Mrs. Spielman, can you explain this? Well, I I can. You see, young Rick, he's always had these episodes, uh-huh. and he, he's a, he's a good kid. He's a good good kid. That's the important thing to remember. He tries hard. He's a good kid. He just forgets stuff sometimes. And I think he probably just forgot that he had to draft offensive players. And he looked and he said, well, who do we need? Well, our defense is pretty good. Uh, But our third or fourth string cornerback, the guy who's going to play 15 snaps a game, not maybe what we're looking we have one he's fine but we maybe could upgrade here and so he just sort of forgot what he was doing it's going that well for spielman that he's like that's where we need to focus our number one draft pick on a third cornerback these things happen not a first competent offensive lineman but a third cornerback uh, is there anything to be said about like how important cornerbacks are? That's a really important position, right? Does that help anybody? Anything? Am I still Rick Spielman's mom? Yes, you are. Oh. You have to like that, right? Well, <laughs> Spielman? Uh, you know, today's 
today's NFL, it's not like teams are lining up with fullbacks all the time, don't you know? So (laughs) (laughs) there really are three cornerbacks on the field at any given time. So Mrs. Spielman sounds exactly like Mrs. Marthaler. Mrs. Spielman sounds like on the evening news when they interview the mom of the guy who, like, they found jars of formaldehyde and tits, like women's tits, and, like, 40 (laughs) bodies under his stairs. And and then they interview his mom, and she's like... He didn't know. Well, he had these episodes where... He just years of his life he can't remember what happened. Apparently you know, that's when all the killing was done. That's <laughs> and the animals in the neighborhood would go missing and Yeah, we used to have a real problem with strays in this neighborhood. Nobody ever gives <laughs> my boy credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> he cleaned up the streets. <laughs> he really Man, they found jars of tits in his basement. <laughs> well Well hey. He, you know, his father. Well. Okay. All right. So that's the first round pick. We've already gotten into Rick Spielman, according to Chicken Fingers, is uh, akin to a murderer with bodies in his basement. Not so no, that's a good start. Don't forget the jars from Eldehyde. <laughs> jars from Eldehyde tits. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then then after that, they got some offensive lineman. He's very tall but quite thin, and he's supposed to be holding down like Indomic and Sue will be charging at him, and he's going to like hold him back. Is that what we're going with here? He weighs like 160 pounds. <laughs> they drafted a project for their offensive lineman in round two. <laughs> Project. In round a two, project. you know, there's that. I think it's an old clip of like Reggie White, or maybe it was somebody else in college who a uh, really novel way to sack somebody one time is he just took the offensive lineman and threw him into the quarterback <laughs> and knocked him down, which is like mm-hmm. one of the coolest things I ever saw, and I only saw it the one time. My sense is I'm going to see it more than one time this year. Yeah, That's going to be the new uh, thing to do. It's going to be too easy that they're going to want to get like some sort of double sack, and maybe that counts double that way. Yeah, because he's going to have to start. Uh, there's no... Unless there's a signing spree they're going to go on here. Uh, he's he's going to have to start. That's bad. Is it bad? The project is going to have to start. Okay. That right. the Viking, the tackle that the Vikings drafted, a tackle, is smaller than Miguel Sano. <laughs> is that an issue? It's not great, Bob. Not great. Okay, so the the Mrs. Spielman take here is maybe he's further along than the well, smart see, people think. You see Mrs. here, Spielman. Brandon. I shouldn't talk for you. I, I forgot that you're on the line still. Yeah, right over there. You can you can put on weight, but you can't put on height. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Uh, that is so, a that is a saying. Yeah, I don't know if it means I've anything. Literally but it's never heard that. It's not a saying. I, I've never my once. Boy, my boy Rick says that all the time. He says, Mama, you can't put on height. You can't saying. put on height. Up until today, I never knew what he was talking about. He's <laughs> talking about stacking the people in their body parts yeah. and sewing them yeah. together. <laughs> you can't put on height, which is why I have murdered people and cut their feet off and taped them to my own feet. And you know... Th- 
that, it makes sense. That, that nice, that nice Billy Beavers boy he drafted. He was such a nice boy. Oh, he was. Everyone Christ. said he was a project too, but that Billy, Billy, is, is Willie yeah. living with you now? You know, he's just Pumped the clean stuff is all. He's just he's staying in the guest room. He's gonna find something soon. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, and that's our second best we could do is the is the uh, a, about the weight of a scarecrow on the, on the <laughs> offensive line, uh, and then we go back and are in some dire straits here and get desperate and then pick up I think a defensive lineman or well tackle. they traded away their third pick, Brandon. Let's not. They're like, you know what? We don't have anything to we we have nothing to they, do. We're we already he, got everybody we need. He said. They, the run on offensive linemen was unexpected, which almost to a mock draft, almost every, from Bob's mock draft, you know, from SI yeah. Peter King to Bob's mock draft dot CA, um, <laughs> they all predicted a run on offensive linemen, every single one. And the Vikings front office, when it happened, was like, oh, couldn't just I've never seen that in my career. Didn't didn't see it coming. <laughs> just unexpected. We didn't know that other teams needed offensive linemen. <laughs> <laughs> that was news to us. We thought they already had a full roster of linemen. It was unexpected. Shocking. Yeah, unprecedented. When's the last time offensive linemen were drafted? They didn't even know that that was available till this year. <sighs> Okay, so there's that guy. I don't know. Maybe I feel like we've got like 15 defensive linemen. Maybe that's a new thing that they're going for. Is like every they p- just play one every three plays now. Mm-hmm. That, that is a thing. thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Rotation, and they showed that they're thin at the end of the season against the Eagles. They couldn't get any pressure because they just were worn out. The, their guys were either injured or gone, and their backups were not effective. And so stockpiling D linemen isn't. Is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that they did any overreacting to just the Eagles game uh, in this draft, or do you think there was no such thing as overreacting? I don't think it's to possible to that overreact game? to that. To because it was that important, and the, well, it's just that glaring of a discrepancy yeah. between the two rosters. Yeah, exactly, and I think, and part of it is probably be the Saints game too, right? Because didn't they get sort of lit up for most of that game? The second part, yeah. Defensive second game? half, yeah. yeah. Second half. Okay, okay. So that's um, not a fireable offense. This one, but the first two were. So he's got two of his three picks. He should be fired immediately. And uh, but he he comes back in the third round or whatever that was, fourth, fourth. round, gets the defensive lineman, and mm-hmm. we're like, okay, maybe he yep. right in the ship. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, All right. Here then, we go. Uh, buckle up. And then I believe they drafted, I don't know his name here. All I wrote down here was a fucking tight end. <laughs> yep. They draft, did they draft a fucking tight end? Yep. In the draft. Yep. This year. Mm-hmm. NFL mm-hmm. draft. Yep. All uh, right. Uh, is Kyle Rudolph dead? I mean, well, he does that's... get the drops. He has an issue with drops sometimes, but. He has I the mean, dropsies once in a while. We agree. Yeah. Yeah, but he was roughly... Is David like Morgan all... dead? David Morgan's fine. Good hair. Both alive. Both have pulses. They needed a third tight end. That's how... 
It's going that well for Rick. Third tight end. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Uh, and how many snaps, what percentage of snaps do we expect this gentleman to play this season? Uh, Over under is zero. Um. <laughs> like 7%. 7% of snaps. That's how... That's how stacked this roster is. Sorry, we thought we could figure it out. Okay. Okay, so now we're back to things are going downhill again. I feel like I'm doing the old uh, Matt Foley with the eyeglasses thing at this next <laughs> at this next round. I can't see too well. Did they draft and, and I don't I don't I don't have his name in front of me, but help me out here. Did they draft a fucking kicker? <laughs> Um, After they well, drafted the fucking tight end, <laughs> I, I, I can't see too well. Is that Bill Shakespeare out there? <laughs> no, well, Actually, we, we like to encourage my son's reading. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the kicker on the kicker, Brandon, is that they traded up to get him. They traded oh, up. The, oh, the kicker. The kicker <laughs> on the kicker pick. is They traded up. Oh, to, my fucking God. To, to get a kicker. Uh, Kramer loves uh, it. Kramer ate it up. Kramer's into it. Double double M Kramer. Yep. Kramer with two M's. That's too many M's, Andrew. That's too many M's. We love you, but come on, man. <laughs> that's that's, so sec- many that's, that's second M. You're, you're an M hoarder. Mm-hmm. Get your name right. And then talk about the the kicker pick. This is uh, the guy who... Uh, this would be... Um, you would propose kicking this guy out of your fantasy football league if he did this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like if you were there and he somehow finagled, like oh no, I just slipped this guy twenty bucks and we're gonna swap picks and I'm gonna take uh, the first kicker and wouldn't you immediately be like, all right, mm-hmm. we gotta something's fishy. We got we gotta get him out of the league. Mm-hmm. This is not fun for any of us. He's incompetent. He's maybe having some sort of what does Mrs. Spielman call it? An episode? I think he's having an episode. <laughs> he drafted a again. I don't have his name. All I wrote down was a fucking kicker. <laughs> Oh, well, you see here, Brandon. The last time the Vikings, <laughs> I'm still still on the line here. The, <laughs> Sorry, last time, the last time Rick took a kicker in the draft, everything worked out just fine. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Spielman. No, yeah. are you taking questions? No. Uh, the who, line's breaking up. Who did Rick tell you that he drafted last time as a kicker, <laughs> and what exactly did he tell you happened? Did he tell you he drafted Vinatieri and is the GM of the Patriots? He well, <laughs> he's he's always not, he's not a details boy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a big picture kind of kid. Sure, meticulous cutting out of the body parts though into the jars. <laughs> Well, that's part of the if big picture. If you see the, <laughs> yeah, when he sews them all together, it's a pretty big picture. A super. You should have <laughs> seen the picture he made with those <laughs> eight legs. Uh, was, oh my god. <sighs> okay, and then I don't know some 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 other offensive lineman after that. It doesn't matter. At the sixth and seventh and round, then, he loves to hoard those picks, and they never turn out. So it, it's irrelevant. Defensive end and the linebacker. Yeah, right. yeah, it's in a bunch of undrafted free agents. and uh, 
Have you seen anybody? Okay, so we've got uh, Mr. Kramer on the books of being okay with the kicker. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else with some semblance of intelligence that's watched some games that has been able to talk themselves? I'm I'm just desperate here, looking for somebody somewhere. I mean, it's the internet. You got flat earthers. You got everything on there. There's got to be someone with half a brain that's okay with this, right? Mm, Mrs. Spielman. That's it. Mrs. Spielman. And six, what, almost seven billion people in the in the world. Yeah. Mrs. Spielman. And then the, the, re- the lady then, who's on the line. That's it. And the rest. I bet that I nice young. Thought that, I bet that ahead. Kanye will be on board too. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we zig. <laughs> Kanye's eggs. So you're probably right. <laughs> so we're Rick, Mrs. Rick's mom, and Kanye. Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna three. see his the first music video for one of his new songs. He's gonna be wearing a Bill Beavers jersey, and just <laughs> all will be right in the world. Oh, that's genius. We're like, oh my god, this is so brilliant. Classic Beavers. Classic Beavers. Okay, so this is uh, okay. So I actually was not paying a ton of attention. I was hoping at some point within this conversation, after we would make fun of Spielman, we would say, "Well, a couple, couple guys think it's fine and it's maybe okay." And uh, yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get any of that. This is bad news. Like Pro Football Focus doesn't like the offensive linemen, <clears throat> and if you okay. recall on this show. Well, last time that happened, it literally was Willie Beavers, who yes. Bill Beavers just scratched their head at and said, "This guy, we've we've done the tape, we've done the grades. This guy is really bad." And then you just hope. I, I recall on this show, I was talking about it, saying, "Man, I I just hope they're wrong. You know, they just don't know what they're talking about." <clears throat> it, with the benefit of hindsight, now we we come to see that no, no, they were. Pretty accurate. They kind of know. Pretty right on board with that one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they nailed that one, and now they're saying, "No, this this guy isn't all that great either." So, I have my concerns. Okay. Yeah. Kirk Cousins will be dead by week six. I don't I see mean, how this is going to work out. A guy that doesn't do well in the pocket, and a team that can't create. A guy, excuse me, a guy that doesn't do well under pressure, and a guy, yep. a, a offensive line that cannot keep him from being under pressure. I, I just don't, I don't see how this is going to work. Yeah, he throws a nice ball, but when he gets under pressure, he turns into Rex Grossman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we basically signed Rex Grossman for I forget what the contract was, like five hundred million dollars. It was a lot. I more than yeah. that. Yeah, it was more than that. <laughs> Sorry, maybe three I, or four times more than that. Yep, I think so. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Can okay. I, I'd like to, I'd like to break out of the Mrs. Spielman persona. You will to not see, to see if you guys, <laughs> if anybody else was kind of was kind of pissed off that they didn't draft Lamar Jackson with that first pick. Yeah, who was pretty much yeah. the most amazing college quarterback ever, and somehow he there were 49 quarterbacks taken in the first round. 
and Jackson wasn't one of them. And I, I, I think I, uh, there was some Twitter discussion about it, but everybody's reaction seemed to be, well, you just spent $84 million on a quarterback. Maybe you need, maybe yeah. you need to not pick a quarterback, but maybe you need a fifth cornerback. That's way gi- better. <laughs> when a gift like that falls to you, don't, I kind of wanted the Vikings to take advantage of that. I didn't know till like one, a day later that Lamar Jackson had been available with that pick, which I complained enough about Mike Hughes the way it was, but they could have had Lamar Jackson, man. Yeah, I wanted it for a couple reasons. One, I think you're right. He's a super fun guy to watch. And two, we are all realists with the Vikings. We know they're only going to break our hearts on an annual basis for the rest of time until we die. So in a way, it's fun to root for chaos. And that would have been pretty fucking interesting to hear the oh, conversations God, about what fun. you're going to do with him. Could you imagine? Oh, Just God. Pandemonium would, would be an understatement. Riots. Like, like last year when the Bears signed Mike Glennon to be their quarterback in the future and then immediately like a week later turned around and traded up in the draft to get a <laughs> yeah. quarterback with like yeah, the second kid, pick. Glennon had no chance. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Yes. Yeah. So not exactly the same. I get it because Cousins is really good. Whatever. But I'm doing the jerk off hand motion while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> but that would have been amazing. That would have been so cool if they would have gotten him. <sighs> you know what? Somebody uh, gave a super hot take that I sort of got on board with, and I'm not on board usually with some of these wilder ideas. Another thing, again, I'm just rooting for chaos at this point. <laughs> that I think would have been super funny and weird and also interesting is the idea that someone said that the Browns should draft two quarterbacks with their first two picks and just play one for eight games and the other for eight games. And if they're both good, then you're like golden for many years because you can trade them for so many picks. And if just one of them is good, then you got, at least you got a quarterback. They're so valuable that it would have been kind of an interesting experiment to me. I talked myself into that. What if didn't happen, but... the first quarterback went eight and zero? Like, do they? I mean, that just would have been fun. like if they said before the season, it doesn't matter, no matter what. Eight games in, we're starting the other quarterback. And the first game was eight. eight I no. have eight to say, no, you keep I the quarterback in, and you trade the other. They one. don't. No, but they you, don't. They they promised. Make a promise. Promised. Stand by your word. It was a contract. It was written in stone. They it was had written to, in stone. They had it in the. I think that'd just be fascinating. It would be I amazing mean, because it would actually the smarter long term play would be to sit the eight and zero quarterback mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and go. Well, at least give him a couple games. We're gonna give him three games, and if he's Jimmy Garoppolo, we can all of a sudden trade him for another couple first round picks. And I promise you, eight and zero quarterback, yeah. we're gonna spend those guys on offensive linemen to protect you forever. I'm on board. No quarterback probably be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm 23. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go you just have sex with a ton of strippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, I mean, study the playbook. What did I say? <laughs> study the playbook. Turn there at the end. <laughs> I'm not projecting. I'm not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are. You're projecting. Leave me alone. This interview's over. Um, I don't know. I just sort of like it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, actually, now I'm I'm on board with it. I'm 100% on board with, like, continuing to just overdrafting quarterbacks at every turn until you get one. And it's all totally worth it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, to play off of your chaos theory here, 
I am reserved, as you know, to the fact that this team will not go anywhere until the front office is completely overhauled. Yep. And furthermore, I believe this front office will be seen. Their obituary, they're in, in when it's all said and done, what we will look back on, we will see the Rick Spielman era in two halves. We will see the first half of his tenure as being given the one of, if not the best running back of the generation, of the era, and wasting him because he couldn't surround him with any semblance of talent. Um, And the second half of the Rick Spielman era being viewed as being given the one of the best, if not the best, defenses of the era and wasting it because he couldn't surround them with any additional offensive talent. So whatever happens until this front office is overhauled, I just want chaos. It's I'm already reserved to the fact that they're not going to go anywhere. So mm-hmm. let's just make it fun. Let's just Lamar Jackson. Let's go. Let's yeah, it would have been so happens. great. Roll the dice. Let's play. Yep. I think last year about everything that could reasonably be expected to work out for a GM for Spielman worked out. Uh, and they that's about how far they got. And so everything else from here on out is going to be back to the regular couple hits, mostly misses, terrible uh, chicken fingers, uh, death threats throughout the season. So we're back to <laughs> we're back to our sweet spot. We had that one year blip where it was like, oh, okay, blind squirrel. I get it. It happens once in a while. And uh, and now it's back to normal. The world seems to be spinning on its axis a little bit more solidly nowadays. Because that draft, who oh boy, I just, I just wonder what the what his minions think, like his assistant GMs or whatever. Do they just like at the end of two days be like, what the fuck, what happened? <laughs> I, oh my god, I, I had all these. Look at all my notes. I have a full <laughs> notebook here of things I wanted to do and. One thing led to another, and all of a sudden, I don't even know the second-round pick's name. I don't even know what school he went to. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> There's got to be some of that going. Just shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I could add Lamar. Now we got to root for the Ravens. I don't want to root for the Ravens. Don't, John Harbaugh seems like a dick. Don't root for the Ravens. That's what an icky. They're icky. Ugh. Ugh. Eastern comp, Eastern American Football League Conference just is Can't, garbage. The AFLC. Yep. It's don't be over there. 
I don't know. I mean, how do you root for a quarterback but root against the team? It's hard. I want Lamar Jackson don't. to do well. I love just those don't. athletic guys. Just don't. So now I have to just – do I just pretend he doesn't exist? Yes. All right. Because I can't really It's him. the AFC. You can pretend the AFC doesn't exist. I barely remember the NFC exists most yeah, of the time. Yeah, so it's easy. I don't think it's – All right. I think you can do it. Okay. Okay, cool. You're right. That's very – that's helpful. That's a good pep talk. Uh, okay. Any other parting shots on the NFL, NFL draft? No. You know, the Cleveland Browns fans, I don't follow many of them on Twitter, but I do follow Joe Posnanski, who's a, a good Twitter follow. Um, and there's a few other guys, too. And I was like, well, they have the first pick or the fourth pick. There's almost no way they can dumbfound their fans. And they still did it. It was still amazing that they figured out a way to disappoint their fans. I think Baker Mayfield, people are happy about, but then their fourth pick was like, that guy was supposed to go like 13th or whatever. You could have traded down and gotten something. Mm-hmm. Brown's going to Brown's, man. It's it's pretty impressive. You don't see that every day. They're very but Brown's like. Baker Mayfield. They are. They're the most Brown's like of all time. But I really want Baker Mayfield to be good because he seems like uh, another interesting dude in the league. So. I'm sure he'll be the worst quarterback and out of football in four years. Tim Couch Jr. All right. Topic two. You ready? Depends on uh, this question. This question is for John again. Uh, John, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Great. I'm still recovering from having to defend Rick Spielman <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> You like taking the wig off and Ugh. All right, so now you're back to John. John, how much of your own money would you pay to have Tom Thibodeau fired? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. I would Boy, I just I don't have a lot of extra funds sitting around. I know, it's a tough one. It's a real conundrum. But it might be worth it's, it. It's, yeah, it's happiness. It's in the three figures for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, with you. I can in good conscience make it a five figure sum. <laughs> so it's somewhere between mm-hmm. three it would and four. ruin my family's financial future. You're explaining it to us in a way that shows me that you did put some thought into like I did. I considered ten, do it. Do I like, have ten thousand dollars? Where could I find ten thousand yeah. dollars? So it's what somewhere between one hundred dollars and nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's somewhere in that range <laughs> for sure. We gotta narrow it down. All right. How much do I get for my kidney? Um, eBay, eBay.com. Will will there be a chance along along with this payment? Will there be a chance to publicly humiliate Tom Thibodeau in any way? Mm. You know, you're spending like, so much money already. You might as well take out a full page ad in the strip and just right. let him have it. No, I was thinking more like throwing rotten fruit at his person. Oh, okay. All right. That's going to be harder, but I'm sure we can find him. Like, could I he might run. a couple raw eggs over his head and then maybe are you slap asking him or something like that? if he'll be a willing participant, or are you just going to do this no, I assume when he's like that at if, brunch? I assume that if we're – and I assume I'm not going to be the only person that's contributing to this fund, but I figured it would be like Kickstarter where – you donate five bucks and you get your name on the list yeah. of people who contributed. And yeah, you donate fifty bucks, you get 
uh, ripped up picture of Tom Thibodeau that's been autographed by Ricky Rubio, and <laughs> it's been pissed on by for Ricky five Rubio. for five hundred bucks. Maybe that's when you get to throw something at Thibodeau, and that's an attractive proposition. I'm not going to lie. So if you if there was this Kickstarter setup, you would pay the five hundred dollars and bring I, a piece of rotten fruit and chuck it at him, and that would well, be five hundred dollars. Something, I, maybe, I, maybe something even more humiliating, like having to sit in a series of lectures from David Kahn and have basketball explained to you <laughs> while David well, Kahn wears you. a corduroy suit. I'll tell you what happened. See, um, we just felt really good about that Michael Beasley trade. Thought he was going to be the cornerstone of our. <laughs> Why are you walking away from me? Please come back. It's Please actually come a very back. good, a very uh, good David Kahn, Brandon. Good for you, sir. You ordered the large latte. I've got it with me. I will give it to you. Please come back to the Starbucks counter. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Uh, okay, I would also pay the five hundred dollars. And I wouldn't even need to throw rotten fruit at Tim's. But, of course, they would hire someone worse somehow. That's how this works. But just to have them out of my life would be... Yeah, it would be worth it. Okay, so I'm not going to talk too much about the Wolves. Their season, we went through it a million times. Since uh, we last spoke, a few things have happened. Um, There are a few good things. One... Uh, breaking news this evening: Jamal Crawford is not going to be back next year, and that's okay. fantastic because he was the worst player on the team by a like, pretty wide margin. Has he been banned, or how did they how did they manage to get rid of him? <laughs> Planted crack on Jamal Crawford. No, uh, he um, opted out of his player uh, player option. He wants to go play uh, somewhere else. Amazing. Well, the one good thing that we can count on Tibbs for is alienating players so much <laughs> that they turn down $5 million just to leave him. Right. Jamal well, Crawford, I mean, there's a pretty good chance he's not going to get $5 million. He basically is doing what we have done in a mini sort of way. He is paying to leave. Right. And Jamal Crawford has already donated seven figures <laughs> to... Get, the, rid of Tom get me away from Tom Thibodeau fun. Get this man Seven out figures. of my life. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. like to thank Jamal Crawford for donating to the fun. And it's not like Jamal Crawford is turning down $5 million because he knows he's got $5 million somewhere else. Jamal Crawford, uh, if you remember, is older than me. He's 38, yeah. year, he's 38 years old. There There's may some no, chance not he be will not country. play in the NBA next year. Mm-hmm. So there is that take, chance. A guaranteed $5 million that they would have had to pay him to get him to go away, probably. He didn't even take that chance. He didn't, he wasn't willing to take the chance that he would have to spend another season with Tom Thibodeau. And it's okay. I, Jamal Crawford has made some good money in his playing days, right? He's never had a max contract, but he's, he's made many millions of dollars. But this isn't like, uh, Bezos turning down $5 million. Jamal Crawford for sure could use yeah. $5 million. He'd, he'd find something to do with $5 million. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's how much he hated playing for, for Tom Thibodeau. And I should also point out Jamal Crawford uh, is known as like one of the best human beings in the NBA. 
He is uh, an, an incredible mentor to kids and whatever else. Great guy. One of the best guys. So that tells you all you need to know about tips. Anyway, so, but he was not good this season. So that's, that's good news overall for the team. The second thing that's good news is Tom Thibodeau repeatedly talked in a press conference about needing more three-pointers, which is incredible. So that's good. Uh, the bad news is he's probably lying and is going to do nothing about it. And right. is probably going to bring back Derrick Rose and somehow find uh, a bunch of other old bulls that are like working at the Michael Jordan restaurant in Chicago. He's going to pick all those guys back up. In conclusion, they're all is aching. That's all I've got. Mm-hmm. The they're all is aching. They're all is aching. God, I missed that show. Mm-hmm. Review. So good. Yeah. Uh, can you ex- can you explain that to a non cool like me? Oh, um, there is a TV show on Comedy Central called Review, and it was hosted by a comedian named Andy Daly. And basically, the premise is this guy is has decided he will review anything that people um, submit. So they'll be like, what's it like to uh, try cocaine? And he's like, all right, yeah, I'll give that a whirl. And then so he bunch, and of course, as TV shows often happen, hijinks ensue. Uh, and then the reviews get weirder and crazier. And like, what's it like to be Irish? And he has to figure out like, how the fuck do I be Irish? I, I don't know. And uh, anyway, one of the requests at one point is, they're all is aching. <laughs> and he's like, what? I don't know what to. I don't know how to do a review for. They're all is aching, and the people are like, "Well, that was a submission. You better go figure it out." So he goes down a pretty dark path uh, to figure out what that means. And anyway, um, I'm not going to give away what happens at the end of it. But the uh, upshot here is: find out a way to watch the TV show review. I can promise <laughs> you, there's nothing fucking better uh, in the world. There's one uh-huh. called, I will just tell you the title of the show of one of the episodes is pancakes, comma, divorce, comma, pancakes. Pancakes. Uh, it's amazing. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of the best half hours of TV uh, I remember watching like for a very long time. And uh, so anyway, they're all is aching is a thing that you say when all there is, is aching. Aching. Hmm. And I'll put it on the, feelings. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like you're <laughs> like uh you're unveiling like an old timey scroll that goes down like fifteen <laughs> feet and it's at the bottom of that scroll list. You've got yeah, a million like, shows to watch. It's like the start of the matrix with just the computer code scrolling constantly down the screen. That's <laughs> yeah. how long that list is. <laughs> it to the list. This is an easy one to do though, because it's you know it's 20 minutes and you don't really need to like be committed to the entire thing. You can watch each episode just as they come. So it's like, I saw today that Mitchell Hurwitz recut all of season four of arrested development to be like a normal show. Yeah. I read that. I was, I was sort of excited about that because I never actually got around to watching season four of arrested development. One of my favorite (laughs) TV shows of all time. So (laughs) that's perfect. Yeah. He did it for you. Yeah. Yeah, and then season five is coming out, which is going to be great. Yeah, uh, it's on the list. All right, 
It's on the list. Uh, do you guys want to keep moving on? Of course. Well, if we're, if we're okay. talking about Aiken, I think that's a natural progression to the Minnesota Wild, isn't it? The Minnesota Wild season in review. Uh, any of my any of my puckheads want to talk this one out? Um, let's go to I, let's go to I'm our Chick. I feel like we haven't heard from Chicken about chicken? the Wild lately. <clears throat> well, what do you want to know? They've been dead for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a surprising exit? No, not in any way. Winnipeg is a better team. Do you How many see games any did it hope go? for? Do you see any hope for the future, Mister Fingers? No. <laughs> I've got <laughs> no. I've got four potential things to ask you, uh, Chicken. And I, I want to know if any of these would change your quick no on the uh, future of the organization. I am doubtful, but uh, we'll see what you got. All right. Uh, I did a little research, a little recon on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, My first suggestion that they could potentially, a path they could go down is, I think they may have some salary cap relief, and then I think I heard the salary cap will be going up. Is Mm -hmm. that a light at the end of the tunnel? They could use that to sign... No, like they they don't have much relief, and the cap won't go up that much. All right, and the problem with that, just to jump in here, the problem with the extra cap room or the cap relief is that they also have two of their best players are restricted free agents this offseason: yes. Jason Zucker and Matt Dumba. There went so your cap relief. Pretty much whatever cap room they might have is going to go towards re-signing those mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, all right. So that's uh, strike one. Second uh, potential path: Could they trade no. Coil? No, no. They they could have maybe at this time last year. Okay. Um. No. Windows closed. Uh, they could trade them, I guess, for, <clears throat> but they wouldn't get much back in return, in my opinion. I'm gonna get a bag of bucks for Coil. Not enough to impact to make their roster better next year. Okay, so coil, dead end, window closed. All right, number three. Could they also or potentially trade stall? Sure. Now there's a angle. All right, all right. Um, the league is always looking for centers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's uh, old and unlikely to recreate the 40-plus season that he just had okay so you got to find a dumb team there's dumb, dumb yeah, teams that, out there still, that's right? well and that's what i've you know on on twitter that's what i've said is their only hope is finding a dumb gm and milking him for every damn thing he's got you gotta fleece like, fleece somebody like in a, a win now desperate uh on his last legs milk oh him my god for i gotta every damn to thing he's got He's, he's looking the, for he's looking for a thing. Stall might be his thing. Deadbeat son that never moves out of his mother's house and yes. milks her pension, and then she dies, and he doesn't tell anybody and keeps her mummified body in the attic for years so that he can continue to collect social security. Just keep milking that teat, <laughs> yeah, until it is as dry as a bone. Just okay. milk. That's their only yep. shot. Okay, so if they're going to go down that route of trying to fleece a bad GM, 
which of course everybody wants to do, is mm-hmm. Stall the number one guy to do that? Is he our best? The place that's where you start. Trick yeah. somebody? Okay, cool. Unfortunately, cool. but then he's also your greatest. <laughs> I mean, it, you're starting over is what you're doing. If we trade Stall, we're starting over. I, I don't. He's your... Well, he was your most prolific offensive threat this season. Yeah, he was awesome. These other guys step up and, and are your new stall, but I don't. That's a lot of ifs. You need a lot of ifs. So you got to find a dumb GM and have half of your offensive roster significantly improve in production. Is it possible that they'll go full on rebuild and be like, fuck it, whatever we can get? For Stall, Parisi, and Suter. If owner says, and he has never, good, bad, or indifferent, he's never really lied. He He's pretty much emotions on his sleeve guy. Leopold has said, no, I will not hire a GM that wants to rebuild. Mm. Okay, okay. So currently they don't have a general manager. They're searching for one, and the owner right. has said, I will not hire you if you, if you recommend rebuild. Wow. That's... That's bold. Because isn't that probably the thing to do? Absolutely. You, it's very difficult in the NHL to secure sustained success without at first bottoming out. It's, yeah, in I a mean, sense, that's very similar mm-hmm. to the NBA. Mm-hmm. No, Major League Baseball, but I mean, almost every other league, right? I mean, maybe not football, but yeah. Baseball is a little bit different without the salary cap you can secure free agents and there's other angles. I mean, it's, it's hard, but it's not right. possible. In baseball. Just invest like crazy in international, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're right. There's a, there's a million different ways to go about it. In baseball. In football, you're right. the rosters are so stinking large and so many moving parts that you don't necessarily have to bottom out either. But yeah, NBA hockey are similar in the sense that you got to gain a couple big names and the, that are relatively cheap for, for some period of time. Because they're both, it's a well, NHL is a salary cap sport, and there's only so many superstars. Yeah, and does the NHL have a bunch of things too in place where if you draft a guy, you can pay him so much more than any other team, which helps small market teams keep their like studs. Um, I don't know about that. I think mm. I think the biggest thing that's in place for that, which is going to sound a little strange. I, I'm pretty sure there's some kind of rule that if you're signing a guy who's coming off his entry level contract, you can give him a longer contract than anyone else can. Yes, oh, longer. That's true. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of like just to use, for example, Stu's Purds. There's not a whole My lot birds. of guys on the Purds that are like get get me to I don't even know what's a like a Detroit or Pittsburgh or like a perennial like classic team like get me off this my purds on give me to vegas doesn't happen as much give me to vegas doesn't happen as much in the in, in the nhl as like historically the nba right no hmm okay <sighs> all right so that's my third my third suggestion was the stall thing and then my fourth is i don't even know what i meant by my notes anymore <laughs> so we were something hey, has, Chuck Fletch- has Chuck Fletcher been writing your notes? <laughs> <laughs> something about Zucker and Dumba. Can you sign and then trade them, or did would you let them go? 
Because they're, I think you mentioned they're restricted or unrestricted. Uh, yes, you can sign and trade them, but I can't understand why you would want to. Okay, all right. So they're, they're more valuable to us than any other team. It's not yes. like you're going to get a haul for these guys. I think I was going on the, like, if we're if you're going to trade that guy, trade the other guys and just start over. But these are young dudes too, right? You'd want to, even if you were rebuilding, keep guys like that? I mean... You would think so, but it, it would, you go back to the... Find it if you find a dumb GM that overvalues them. Mm-hmm. It would be a but confusing move. It would to especially with Dumba. Now I, Chuck Fletcher got fired, so his decisions really don't apply to the next guy. But they basically traded away their best prospect along with another good player, both of whom are thriving in Vegas, so mm-hmm. that they would not pick Matt Dumba. So they okay, basically, so yeah. yeah, they they basically had to trade Vegas two good players to keep Dumball already. It would, it would be kind of confusing to turn around and trade him for two guys who are worse than the guys they got rid of already. Okay, okay, but we can agree. Out of my four suggestions, one was okay. The stall one. Yeah, trade your best player, which is similar to bottoming out to tanking yeah yeah that was my one suggestion that was a good one right i mean if oh, you're gonna trade just... stall sign and trade zucker and dumba and just then just burn tank. it all down yeah oh man i it would just love an that. odd God, move so if you're fun. not if it doesn't go along with tanking yeah you know do you remember a couple years ago when the browns were terrible and i'm gonna have to be more specific uh it was like <laughs> specifically three years ago and they hired like paul D Podesta, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. like the old Oakland Ace guy. How about this? Next wild GM? You know where I'm going. Oh, Paul D. Paul D. Podesta? Yeah. Sam Hinky. Bring in oh. Sam motherfucking Hinky to be the wild GM. I would cartwheel naked down the block if that happened. Huh? I. Anyone? Well, <laughs> the, uh, oh the, my God. Yeah. somehow uh, Chicken Fingers is in the room with me. You were an hour away four seconds ago, and you drove up here in that time, and you're straight. Chicken! Chicken, no! It was a joke! I think, uh... <laughs> So family, I, I know, I, I know, I know. B Why was, did you wake uh, my kids up and make them watch this? Uh, so they'd learn. Uh, I think B uh, isn't too far off here because I think um, my Perds and Winnipeg uh, were had a really entertaining game last night, mm-hmm. um, and you would only know that if you had CNBC in your Spectrum Silver package. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and Hinky comes from a background of corporate malfeasance. So, uh, CNBC is basically larded with those creeps. So, I think he would be to the manner born for where uh, Batman has put <laughs> the the best the best teams the best games of his product are on fucking CNBC on a Tuesday night up against the other playoff game. Um, they, <laughs> I think John and, uh, John and Chicken can confirm that uh, Washington Pittsburgh was on at the exact same fucking time. And it was. I had to, yeah. those sons of bitches made me 
it's turn on just, CNBC for one one. <laughs> Pieces did you know where it was on your? Did you know where it was that, on your cable guy? No, I didn't. I can't imagine that was on your favorites buttons. I did not. No. Oh, two seventy one. Of course, it's, it's like two oh eight or something in the twos, just, which is where I, all the news channels are. I'm like, well, I had no idea. Holy shit! There's all these stations up above one sixty six, which is CMT. There's a, there's like fifty past that. I've never been up here. <laughs> They're even up in this neighborhood. It's like bring up, bring up young city, campus like, TV is the next channel up. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's it would just, be like if you're driving around St. Louis Park and there's like a Cub Foods that you didn't even know about in your town. You're like, what? <laughs> holy shit! This is a, like a big fucking deal. Didn't even just, know this is here. Wow. All the, uh, all the leaves fall off the trees behind your neighbor's house, and there's a Chick Fil A back there, and you're like, what? Is this Chick-fil-A one block from my house? I've been picketing at the city hall to get one of these for years, and they've been ignoring me. And it's open me. on Sunday. It's the only one that's open on Sunday. What the hell? They kept telling me to go home and look around. I didn't know what they meant by that. I thought it was like a perspective was, thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, John, John, how long has Batman been the commissioner now? Uh, 100,000 years. It has okay. been... This is his anniversary. The, the you know, day the Earth coalesced. From... Honestly, so these NHL owners are businessmen, right? They can't look at the history of his tenure and go, "Oh, we're we're doing we're in great shape." Yeah, <laughs> but can't. you got to remember, some of the NHL owners, like our good friend Rocket, has been texting me and Stu about how terrible the Carolina Hurricanes' new owner is, and I knew a little something. I knew he had come in and. He had he had taken the current GM, who was a hero of the franchise, Ron Francis, and he had reassigned him to another mm-hmm. front office role, which basically meant he yeah. fired him. And then two months later, he fired him. And I, I really didn't know what else had happened because I hadn't been paying attention. So I went and looked up some stuff today while Rocket was complaining about it. Turns out this guy is... he's I don't think he had ever seen a hockey game before he bought the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes, but... Two months after buying the team, he's, like, conducting exit interviews with the players. Like, all right, so what do you do for the team? Well, I I play left wing. Oh, is that on the left side of the ice? Yeah, mostly. Oh, notes, scribble, scribble, scribble. So anyway, these are the kind of people that are keeping Gary Bettman in a job. I guess. I just I can't look at it as a business. Not a, just a business, and look at him, what he's produced, and say, right. "Yep, this is what we need to keep moving forward with this guy. He's the visionary that's going to lead us into the new era." I wonder if there's been conversations, and they land on the same place that we land when we think about firing Tibbs. Of like, the next guy could be worse. Well, possibly the next guy could be a criminal that way. You can't run a business that way. No, of course not. But I'm wondering if that's their only like, that's eh. terrible. It is. It is absolutely criminal or not criminal, but ludicrous. I'll say that. Well, anyways, go Vegas chicken. Quick question for you. I saw today that. Former Maple Leafs GM John Ferguson Jr. is in the running for the wild job. Am I remembering wrong, or was that guy like 
banned from Canada because he ruined the Maple Leafs so completely. Yeah, no, that's uh, that is accurate. How is that? Uh, how is it possible? Not only that he got another job in hockey so that he still is available to be a candidate, but anyone who's been around the league for any length of time would think, you know, you know who we need to get in is that divergent thinker that 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 exciting young go-getter John Ferguson Jr. who took a moribund franchise and made all of the fans so miserable that they would happily have shot him in the face if they saw him on the street. <laughs> They'd line up around the block to punch him in the face. Right. That's the guy He's, we want. He was like Toronto's Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> oh, and the ugh. wild and the wild are considering him I, I don't understand. I don't understand at all. I guess the odd part would be, if I recall, he was replaced by Fletcher's dad. I think that's right, so yeah. He'd come here and replace Fletcher. Boy, that's... NHL nice. basically has like seven guys yeah. that do everything, and they just keep... They just are recycled. And they all have one... They have one son apiece, and the son carries on the work of the father. That's right. Uh, I don't know what he's... He... What is he... How did he work his way back? Is he I with another team? Yeah, ah. he's. I think he's working for the Bruins. Not as the GM, but... Everybody's working for the Bruins. The Bruins. <laughs> you want to take a slap shot? <laughs> you better aim for the net. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll be done. It's going to be Paul Fenton. John, we can yeah. talk about Ferguson and... Uh, right. Yeah. I, I broke this news years ago. Right. Fenton. He's the guy. The day um, Leopold brought the, bought the franchise, everyone was like, all right, Paul Fenton's <laughs> going to be the GM. Yep. Paul Fenton. So, yeah. Uh, he just, it's all, everybody else is just. Uh, yeah, it's just we interviewed somebody else. Dressing. Yep. Right. <sighs> all right. Is that it? That's, That's it. it. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, quick question for Stu here. Yeah. Um, when will the twins stop hurting us? <laughs> um, they apparently stopped hurting us today. I didn't know about the end of the game until after the game. Uh, they called up the young guy, the exciting prospect, Romero, Fernando Romero. Uh, pitched okay. five six, pitched five six innings a shutout ball. The bullpen held up its end of the bargain, and they won a game today. I guess that's what Fernando I Fernando Romero. That's six syllables. That's way too much for us. I'm not sure what we're going to call him, but I'm excited to come up with a nickname because that Fred. dude looks pretty legit. I know Gleeman, uh, who is Fred, uh, Fred, Fred Romney. <clears throat> Gleeman's all over him, and uh, and when Gleeman's all over something, I'm into it. It's him, and um, that's why Brandon is eating nothing but Chinese food. For I was gonna say him and Chinese food; those are the two biggest Szechuan spice, things. yeah, Szechuan spice, um, which yeah, I do love. Um, but prior to today and games that I actually watched because I'm a glutton, uh, they mm-hmm. lost 10, 10 of eleven going into today, uh, including last night's game, which was just. I mean, that my was, God, man. That was the coup de grace, for sure. I mean, that, that was just, you couldn't script it better. I, they would have taken that out of in Major League when the Cleveland team was really bad. 
this would have been written out of the script as being too, you know, oh, come on, that really wouldn't happen in baseball. But um, they, they they called up uh, a mechanic of some sort to pitch, and uh, he came in in the 10th <laughs> inning. Uh, yeah. he, he got he got off the batteries plus and showed up for the game. And uh, <laughs> through just an, an assortment, a a Fanny Farmer sampler, a Russell Stover sampler of wild pitches. <laughs> just, just a chef's kiss emoji. And uh, Toronto obviously leapt at the chance and won the game. After um, Fernando Rodney actually had a not awful, I mean, he obviously walked somebody because that's what he does, uh, but he sure. did get out of the ninth inning alive, and the Twins uh, had to go to a tenth inning, and... Man, I don't know. They're just uh they're good I for think... four runs a game pretty much, but they're so offensively they're stif outside of outside of uh Max uh from Kraftwerk and Eddie Escobar, no one's hitting. Dozier's cooled off, um Maurer's getting on base still, but that's about it. Uh there's no Sano, there's no Buxton. Uh, the catching position is a black hole. It's all bad. Mitch Gar- Nothing's good. Do you guys know, did Mitch Garver get converted to catcher like last year? Was he a first baseman that started being a catcher or something? He has to just be learning, right? Yeah. He's like an, he's like he an apprentice. Like, he played men's volleyball, actually, <laughs> and just is now picking up baseball. I, it does make sense. There's a lot of fancy stats out there now for catching talent and i i think those are all good it is rare that you see a major league baseball player a a major league catcher where you're like wow he's he's not very good at catching (laughs) he is yeah that that's bad even even i know that's bad like when someone throws a pitch in the dirt and you actually just sort of flinch because it's going to hit you (laughs) rather than trying to block it and keep it in front (laughs) of you that's bad seems like a prerequisite you do what was his uh, – and I um, was not watching the game, and a lot of the things I've been trying to keep up with the team, I look at a box score, and then I try to, like, see the contextless tweets of people who are like, oh, fuck me, I want to die. You know, and I'm like, oh, what is what was happening in the um, – because people don't handle it well. What was Garver's – there was a – was it like a swinging bunt that he, like, let stay fair and didn't just pick up and step on home plate or something? Or what was yeah. the – there was a moment where there was a bunt rolling down the third baseline, and Garver had a couple of choices. Number one, he could have picked it up and fired it to, like, any base to get an out. Number two, he could have picked it up and tagged the guy who was standing right in front of him, and that also would have been an out. <laughs> okay. What yeah. you don't, don't want to do in that situation is think to yourself, I'm going to let this keep rolling. <laughs> I want to see this play out. Yeah, I'm it interested. Could, it could go foul. <laughs> What if one guy keeps running and I can get him into a pickoff? Right. Sounds more fun than just tagging him. Maybe he's in it for the drama. We could have a hilarious triple play in this if I only wait for it long (laughs) enough. You don't know unless you try. God damn it. I was thinking that that was the case, and I was like, no. No way does a grown man do that. Did he explain it later? Have you seen any quotes of, like, what he was thinking of, like, he... Or was it just like whoops? <laughs> I uh, I did not see anything. 
Yeah, me neither. So, who knows? I'm sure. I think in in sort of the same vein, I think my favorite moment of the John Curtis inning last night, there the two wild pitches for runs, that was good. But the best part might have been they Kevin Pillar hit a double, and then they walked a guy, so it was first and second. And they said to Curtis, all right, make sure you check the runners. We want to keep the runners close. And almost immediately, Pilar strolled third base without a throw because he got such a good jump. <laughs> oh, those runners. Like, it was just... Oh, it, fuck. You're like, the, uh, in, you understand English, right? This is not a translation problem, right? <laughs> Your name's John Curtis. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't... Well, the nice thing is this uh, Fred Romney looks like the real deal. Uh, Joe Barrios, we love. Uh, the, <laughs> Buxton's yeah. alive. He's got a pulse. I am worried how often he gets injured. That's a huge bummer. That's a long-term bummer. That's not like mm-hmm. a this-week bummer. That's a tough one. I've kind of just... I feel like I've already written Sano off enough to, like, anything he provides will be a bonus at this point. I don't know why. I just sort of... Maybe it's because he's 400 pounds. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know. I just I just don't have high hopes for that guy. It, it's always sad when a player sort of confirms what all the hack columnists are saying oh, about him. I know. It's the worst. It is. Ugh. Yeah. And he's that's example 1A. Ah, damn. <sighs> All right, I think we ran out of time. So sorry. I know the loons were sitting backstage waiting for us to bring them on. Sorry, loons. I don't think we have time for you. Sorry, loons. I want to talk about coaching T-ball soon. I've got a little conundrum, but I think we ran out of time for that too. We'll get to that next yep. week. We will. Um, yeah, we have to talk about that. I need some dad advice. I need some dad advice, if you if you will. Uh, hey, any other parting uh, shots? Bef- no, yeah. let, let, let's let's talk T ball right now. I want to hear what's going on with T ball. I know I know it's late. I know this podcast is getting long, but we got all of us in the same yeah. virtual room here. I don't really give a shit what he says about it. Coach the fucking team. That's 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 a good way of looking at it. Subtle. I reading between the lines. I feel like I understand what you're saying there. A <laughs> 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 little subtle. A little bit of nuance in there. Yeah, no, I understand nuance. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. I have... That's a... Beeple, bobble, excuse <laughs> computer. Excuse hey, computer. It, it, uh, is Common Man on... I, do we call I Common Man Coleman. in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the old patented Dan Cole Common Man <laughs> that we know and love. Put that right we've heard... Dish. That we've heard one time on his show and a million times on our show. But that's his. That's okay. Put it on the ditch. That's his. Uh, that's God okay. bless him. Um, yeah, I guess I should be coaching the team. I don't really know where to start besides that I don't know if I can make all the practices. I don't know if I can make all the games. I have coached a billion clinics in my life playing baseball, and it was it's just always been really tough for me. I'm trying to focus my energy and not take on new things. And I was like, you know what? It's it's six-year-olds. It's not T-ball, but it's a little underhand, whatever. Um, whatever Jones learns, 
or doesn't learn, it's not going to matter. None of this matters. That was where I first, that was my opinion. And everything else will be fine. Um, and then I went to the first practice, and I mean, there's a 0% chance any of those coaches are listening. I'm sorry, guys, if you are. But, uh, you know, they showed up in, like, dress pants and dress shoes and tucked-in button-downs and, like, gloves that I, I wasn't even sure if they were on the right hand for these coaches. Like, what? And they're just sort of, like, it was it was, like there was some sort of prank show on like, let's see how much we can frustrate Brandon by having some of the worst drills and coaching on the planet before he breaks and comes and tries to strangle one of us. That's what it felt like in the moment. Um, So I had a hard time with it Had a really hard time with it to like unlearn, unteach everything, uh, you know, that, that Jones learned on the way home from practice of like, yeah, that, coach told you to like have your elbow up really high in the batting stance i don't know why he did that no that's uh just Uh. stop it just don't worry about it if the coach says to do it sure go ahead and do it but just so you know that's not a thing that's that's actually bad so then i felt terrible of like jones is probably so confused of like what what why did you stand there and watch these guys and honestly there was a few times and i'm not this is not a brag at all but jones has a good arm he like threw the ball pretty hard back to the coach and the coach couldn't even catch it. Oh. <laughs> like, so here's my question after hearing this, how are you not already the head coach of this team? They I'm have guessing begged, that they didn't ask. They, like they didn't send emails asking for coaches. For coaches that these guys just got automatically yeah. assigned. No, they asked me multiple, not me personally, but multiple times, your kids sign hmm. up. Does anybody know how to coach baseball? So they asked. Has anybody huh. played? And I just like, mm, So they. Mm, I've only played for, I've only played organized baseball for 32 years. So <laughs> my 37. I don't know. Is that good? Am I into baseball? I don't know. I don't know. Is that a regular? So that's not is, it. They asked. Yep. Do you not know? So you don't know anything about baseball? Yeah, that must... I don't know. I just thought that it was going to be frustrating and another thing to add to a fairly busy life. And I know that I'm exaggerating. So you're there anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the busy thing. I did. It doesn't work because you're there anyways. How did I find the time to coach when I'm spending all my time watching other coaches? (laughs) The math doesn't add up here. Sorry. The frust- so you were worried you'd be frustrated and you're coming away from the practices frustrated anyways. I guess I was thinking that I would go to the practices and games and I would be not frustrated, but like, cool, I'm glad another couple of dads helped out. And if they ever like, you know, ask a question about a drill or something, maybe I could like come in and show them what to do and then go back to my phone in Twitter. <laughs> that was my dream. Why are you making oh. yourself sound so awful, Brandon? Oh you sound God. like a legitimately bad person in this telling. <laughs> no, in this telling, I'm at the games and the practices, but I'm just like, y'all I'm got it. You- if other dads, because some dads are into it, right? Some dads are like, I this is my thing. I like it. I no. played and whatever. None of them and that's are like what, that. That's what I had convinced myself. No, it doesn't like, sound like you're true. surrounded by those dads. No, that's and there's I have yet to meet that guy. They're all You're like, right. you know what? I've got I know some things. I should or it's either it's A or B. There's the guy that knows some things and can do it. 
That's that's you. You're A. Or there's B, the guy that sees the multiple emails, the <laughs> the pile of emails begging people to do it. We're and gonna have, have to cancel the season emails. Those I've ones, literally yeah. seen that email myself. I have too. <laughs> and, so have I. And <laughs> this season and say to myself, okay, I'm already coaching four teams this year. I will coach a fifth so they don't cancel the season. Yeah, yeah. That's Just so you thing. know, I mean, we're not in the same room right now. I am. I promise you I am doing the rest of the show with my head in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, my fucking head. Oh, my, oh. I, I can't imagine. Do these... Do these other dads that were the coaches for this first practice, do they know your whole history? No. No. I cannot. Not really. I'm just. I wish. I, I hope they do. And they're just looking you at you them. like, what a piece of shit. <laughs> what a piece of shit. And I hope fucker, they're listening. You mother it's like a these guys. It's like a guy from Iceland where they don't even play baseball. Right. And he's just I have like, not I heard don't of want this my sport. kid to. I don't want my kid to. He's from fucking Reykjavik, and he didn't want his kid's season to get canceled. I look and over, and instead of a glove, he's got like him. He's got like a mitten. Like, he <laughs> takes off his. He works eighteen hours a day. He takes off. Yeah. His, he uses his fucking lunch break to go coach this team. He's That's why he's in dress shoes, and he's listening to you. And like that guy shows up in fucking work clothes. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. He works literally like three jobs. Yeah, and he's, he's coaching. Doesn't know he, a thing about baseball. Did he this got a just library book? He's coaching out of a library <laughs> book. Yeah, written and by like, John. And what was he your wrote, excuse? Like, well, I'm kind of behind on Twitter. At the end of the day. <laughs> I look at this. Let me pull up the app. Uh-huh. Four hundred and seventy-four tweets behind. How am I supposed to? I mean, uh, fuck. I can't. I know. I, uh. And you didn't do it because you thought like fucking Casey Stengel lived on your block. You never know. Like he, he's just I mean, nothing. There's <laughs> just this Casey random guy that knows more than you somewhere. I would. I, you <laughs> know, I, I couldn't dare. Take the joy from some other dad who is just dreaming oh. his whole life of being a baseball coach. <laughs> Tony uh, fucking Larusa just lives just down Tony. by Benilde. He's yeah. got a little. He's got a little craftsman. Uh, I was thinking about getting into coaching. I figured I'd start here. I take it pretty seriously. Bungalow. He's just got one. Just blocked down. Just laying low, doing some analytics <laughs> in the free time, and I uh, figured I'd start with these little tykes. Here's fuck. It was. I mean, I cannot. Honest to God, Jones hitting one of the coaches in the chest with the throw was just like, what is this guy? Uh, an actor? The oh guy God, from Reykjavik. The guy fuck from Reykjavik. You. I can't even <laughs> like central casting the guy who doesn't know baseball. That was what they casted for. What's just... the most non-baseball look you could possibly bring? Like, sure, oh. shiny dress shoes. Tucked in, button down, <laughs> the new hat that I didn't bend, didn't bother to curve or uncurve. Oh, it's like still has a tag SLP. on it that I just put it on top of my head to not after, mess up my hair. After we're done here, I want you to text me the date and the time of the first game for this team because I want to be there when this poor guy he shows up with like his tie, <laughs> his tie tucked into a, a dress shirt. He's got the hat jammed on his head. He's got a windbreaker that says FBI on it for some reason because that's the only one he could find. He's got his clipboard. He's got 14 guys in the batting order, and you have to tell him. 
And you show up in your full Minnetonka Miller's uniform, just like <laughs> Mr. Baseball. I got a game later. Spitting the seeds, metal. you know, sweatbands and stuff on. Just the dawning neck. realization on his face, like, oh, yeah, I've, I've played a lot of baseball. And here he is flipping through his library book that's written in Spanish that he's trying to translate on the fly. Oh, I would pay... I would pay not as much money as I would pay to fire Tom Dibodeau, but I would pay money to be there <laughs> for that moment. Oh, man. Oh, I just can't imagine showing up to the first game, being so excited and being like, hey, what's John doing here? Yeah. John, what are you? Why do you are you going to come sit by a video camera? Are you? You're not live on the internet right now, are you? <laughs> Bullhorn. This man <laughs> knows baseball. <laughs> Shame. 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 <laughs> you know, just to punctuate it, Brandon, you got to listen. YouTube, there's a whole speech given by uh, Jim Beheim, you know, the Syracuse basketball coach, uh-huh. about he's got kids. Uh, he had younger kids, and he would go watch them practice and play. And obviously, Beheim knows you know, more than yeah. any youth. Be- so these poor SOBs have to look up in the crowd and see Jim fucking Beheim standing there <laughs> watching them try to run the you know, full-court press, try to teach it to an eight-year-old. Yeah. And he gives a great speech about how he never – he tells his told his sons whatever your coach says. He, would, he never told them one thing about basketball, ever. Yeah. Because he didn't want to circumvent or over, you know, overmatch or whatever the coaches out there. He never told them how to do something better or different. He never told his kids. He said, "Whatever your coach says, that's absolutely what you have to do." Yeah. Because here are these guys that are doing this. They're not make, getting rich. They're just doing it because somebody needed to do it. Mm-hmm. So he. This is one, you know, one of the best basketball coaches in the world basically probably one what top 150 in the world oh yeah to be yeah and he just lets them be yeah i think that i I underestimated i definitely thought like there's gonna be three dads or whatever that are like i think this sounds like a fun thing to do and i want to do it and i don't get joy out of it so i was like yeah, that's fine. I'll talk to them about drills or whatever if they have any questions. But otherwise, have at it, other dads. And then, yes, I will admit, I did get multiple emails begging for a coach. That I probably <laughs> should have taken that as a sign. <laughs> as a sign that it's maybe the other dads hands. don't know no. what they're doing. Don't put uh, your hands together. You want to bat with your hands apart. Oh, Hands fuck. apart. You should have seen the... the uh, flexibility that they asked of these batters get those elbows higher when you're batting <laughs> like uh, you know like how is it above Craig their counsel. ears how did your elbows get above your ears i don't even know if i can stretch that way what the fuck are you guys doing it was clearly like looked in a nine second video from like the fred mcgriff uh, Tom Amansky video. I'm like, fuck that, I guess. Back I mean, to back to back to I back. I love crime hey, dog. champions. Yeah, I mean, they won five in a row. What the fuck am I going to... I'm Dave. I don't know. Uh, oh, it, was, no. it was hard. I will tell you, uh, I did email the coach today. And I was like, man, I feel really bad. I can definitely help out. Let me know if you need anything. I'm not trying to step on toes if you don't need Good me. Good for you. 
And I'm of course, of it, in good. 30 seconds, he's like, oh my God, thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking God. You know, uh. obviously. And uh, and the poor guy, obvi- I mean, he's just like, the head. there was a bunch of guys that were helping. The head coach, There, he was doing his best. He did a great job at practice. He got the kids. And you know, most of this is babysitting. That's a thing. When they're six years old, it's, just, yeah. it's mostly babysitting. You just got to like, all right, we're going to run and we're going to do... You know, no one's ever going to wait around because honestly, yesterday Jones was in, and Jones is a good kid, but he was in a line waiting to bat. And 30 seconds into the line, he's like throwing his hat in the air and then he's trying to mm-hmm. bury it in the dirt. And then he's like punching <laughs> his friend. It's like, just not built for six year olds. It's just not. It's, it's not, not. It's a bad sport till they're at least 10. I mean, my it's, biggest concern is now you are going to change your mind. You're going to say, I need to step up and, and coach and help out. And, the next season coming around is going to be the basketball season, and you're going to volunteer to be the head coach. Fuck. And you're going to try to implement your, your fucking yeah. NBA <laughs> three's only. three point. These six year olds, coach, I can't, I can't hit a three point. I can't even shoot it that far. It's Tyler, I told you, you shoot a mid range, no orange slices. I couldn't have been more clear about this. I can't throw it that far, coach. What's a shot clock? There's no shot Did clock. You fuck- did you fucking bunt? Did you fucking bunt on my field? Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to drink your Tahitian treat in front of you. <laughs> oh, that's my that's my biggest concern. Oh no, you're right. That is going to be me. I don't know. I I definitely have always thought that I'm not the coach. I don't want to be the coach, dad. It's hard. It's a lot of work. I don't it's know. pitch in pitchers in coaching. It's just not a good it's not a, the greatest baseball managers in history. Pitchers. I, if it helps, I didn't start pitching until I was like 19 years old. That helps a lot. Yeah. It helps a lot. Late bloomer on pitching. I'm just teasing you anyways. Oh, Jesus. It's okay. Well, thank you for letting me talk this out. This was, <laughs> this was important. Um, I'll let you know how uh, how it goes, and I swear to God, if any other, if any of the four dads that were helping out, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whatever you're good at, finance or something. Imagine me coming in and being like, "Oh, here's how you to do finance. Pull up a calculator on your phone. Uh, the good minus the bad equals the end of it. Done. That's accounting. So just so you know, like." Get your elbows higher. It's, Get your elbows not higher. Not even any f- elbows in finance. This is. I tried to type. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, Jesus. Okay. All right. So, coaching. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, let's call it a day. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, look for right. John's article on fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. Woo! Woo! Go, John. Love you, John. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. 